What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode number four of the Dude Alley podcast, where our motto is living comfortably uncomfortable. My name is Ian Perez, and as always, Jonathan Mercado, Victor Rivera, and Chris Zor join me today. We're four ordinary dudes with extraordinary dreams. Today, we pay tribute to the great Kobe Bryant and the Mamba mentality that we all know to love and cherish. Today's going to be a little bit different as our Chris Zor is going to lead us with this discussion. Chris? All right, what's up, guys? Um, as Ian has said, this is a special episode for us because we are all big basketball fans. Um, but before we get into that, I just want to know, how is everyone's week? Um, Yo, it's good, but real quick, whose chair is crunching? Somebody's chair is crunching. I feel like y'all eating Cheetos in the background or something. <laughs> who's snacking on Cheetos? Nick, is that you with Cheetos on the side? You know, like uh, a little kid underneath the desk. You know how you're trying I to eat, eat Cheetos. If I eat, like if I eat underneath ch- the desk a little bit. Oh. If I eat chips, it's gonna be hot fries. <laughs> oh my gosh, hot fries! I haven't had hot fries. I'll eat the whole bag. Don't bring me no hot fries. Hey, hot fries with uh, scrab the uh, cream cheese. Oh, <laughs> Scooby Doo! I, <laughs> I never heard that. I heard. Not uh, to try it. What is it? Uh, Hot Cheetos with um, nacho sauce. Limit or nacho Cheese. sauce, yeah. Mm. Y'all do that? No? Not really. That was no. the thing at my middle school. It wasn't me. It was the, it was the girls. Like, that's literally, that's all they would eat because I'm pretty sure yeah. they were, like, afraid to eat. So they would just have a bag of you know, hot, uh, hot Cheetos yeah. or something like that. Cheese sauce. I'm like, girl, that's worse than eating. I'm breaking your breath. Kicking after. Don't, don't talk to me. <laughs> don't talk to me. <laughs> don't talk to me. Uh, as far as this weekend, we played ball. Oh, that was good. I'm sore as heck, but it's good. <laughs> Man, I know we're getting old. My left, my right shoulder is. I feel like I lifted majority of the day from all the shots. I, I guess like I, I got hit by right a bus. A, yeah. Like my whole body, from my toes to my ears, were sore. Yeah, <laughs> we hadn't played that full like that. Like for a while. Yeah, me and Vic went back to back two days. I didn't even think I was gonna make it two days. My my knees were hurting, like my thigh, like literally my thigh I felt was like broken. If you could have a broken thigh, like a broken back, that's how I felt about my thigh. I couldn't move it, I couldn't bend it. The morning I woke up, I felt like I was on a like a cast from my hip to my leg. And I was like, there's no way I'm gonna play basketball with these dudes. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna let them down. But then I couldn't. I got on the court. I was like, "Oh man, I mm, let me just try to stretch the stretch it out the best that I can." And I think I did fairly well. I think I moved it pretty good. Yeah, I appreciate you. What else did you guys do this weekend? Um, what I do is grocery shopping, just doing the stuff at home. Um, it was that weekend, so I, I did all the I did all I took over uh, the kitchen, did all the stuff today, breakfast, lunch, dinner, did all the stuff. And so I've done that in a while. I feel good. Um, so um, I usually just do breakfast. I just, I do, I'm the dad, I just do, does breakfast because that's like the easiest thing to do. <laughs> um, but I took over t- uh, today. So give my wife a little break. <laughs> cool. What about you, Ian? Um, after I just laid down and contemplated life as to why I thought it was a good idea to play basketball for two hours. <laughs> um, uh, I Ian the, hit somebody uh, with a three. Who was it? Vic. 
It was me, bro. Boy, Dude, boy. Not, hold on, hold on. That, that I'm was, not lying. That I was, was like five feet behind the three. I was like. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, he's trying to guard me. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna guard this dude. Oh, it's not a problem. I'm gonna have an easy day. Dude, first thing he does, wow. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> and I was on his face too. I was on his face. I was like, ah, I'm trying to block it. Ah. Oh, the way Ian plays, I feel like he's on skates. He flows. It's slow, but he flows so well and he's so smooth. And his hair is like gliding in the wind. <laughs> Nobody's like challenging it because we're just all like in awe watching him drive. I'm like, and there ex- it goes. Like everybody's expect it from the chubby dude. The chubby dudes. <laughs> it's that Mexican Rico swag with the hair and everything. <laughs> no, but some of the crew right. together this weekend after the uh, after we played ball, we watched the McGregor fight. Uh, me, Ian, and uh, Chris went to uh, Ian's house, and. Um, we got to watch McGregor. Oh, I saw the highlights. Take another like, loss, Ooh. man. But took it humbly, like a pro. Changed his perspective, changed his attitude towards things. And um, I like the way he took it, man. It was good. It was nice to see that. I will say, like, I mean, he knows how to promote himself. He knows how to be cocky and all that. But whenever he lo- he loses, he does take it like a pro. Uh, he's not a sore oh, that's loser, sure. that's for sure. Um, as far as my weekend went, like, I did something I hadn't done in a long time. It's probably since the lo- the lockdown originally started, and that was actually go to the movies. Like, oh, what was that, man? It was actually really nice. Like there was only there was only a few other people in there with me and yeah. my wife, and yeah, it was it was nice and peaceful. Just watch a a nice like watch a movie with like the, with the back with that big screen with the surround sound like like i missed that because that's something me and my wife used to do like all the time was go to the movies yeah so like it was nice to actually finally just go back and then again also like jonathan mentioned another thing i had done forever was actually watch like a pay-per-view fight so it was good to to see to see that again too because i'm a huge mma fan as well um so that that was fun and i am you and uh, you and chris and ian you guys are more than i am i just kind of watch kind of big fights um i let me ask you guys a question. The guy that uh, McGregor fight, was it Pierre? What's his name? Poirier. Dustin Poirier. Yeah. Poirier. Poirier um, was his, was his game plan, did he speak before the fight that his game plan was going to mess up his front leg? And then... I saw a picture of it. It was messed I felt up. like that was the game plan. And no, I mean, that was clearly his... McGregor yeah. was winning round one and majority of the round two. And P, was it Pierre? Poirier. Whatever Poirier. His name is. Which just kept attacking that leg, like no matter what, hitting that leg, hitting that leg, and hitting that leg, and his leg went bum, like it, like he could not like move like he wanted to, and then it's like attack mode, like he knew that leg was gonna get to that point, smelt blood, did what he needed to do, and it was done. It just felt like it was super strategic. Oh yeah, no, the stats showed. I think he had twenty one connected leg kicks, uh, and I would assume that sucks because. And you found out firsthand. You caught one knee to the thigh. Oh, thinking about somebody. I felt like Sergio kicking. planned it. I felt like Sergio <laughs> planned it. If you don't guys don't know who Sergio, he's one of the, uh, another business partner of mine with Camp Gladiator, and we always go. We never play one on one before. We always play twenty one, right? And it's a hand toss between me, Vic, and Sergio. Who's gonna win this? And uh, Sergio's good. I'm not gonna lie. He's really good. And so is when we play, somebody's got to lose. So we kind of been haven't played that one on one yet. Well, I smoked these fools in 21 twice. I'm feeling great, but the last play was on Sergio. He got, like, 
the game-winning shot was on Sergio, but at, when he came down, he came down on my thigh so hard, my leg was shaking, it was bummed, and he challenged me to one-on-one. I think it was very smart strategic move, but he busted me four games. I Listen, my leg was bum. Y'all played four games after I left? I'm the one who still, yeah, because I, I can't take a loss. Like, I, oh, nah, let's go, run it back. Like, run it back. I can't go down like this. But ultimately, I, I had to, I, the last game, I couldn't even, like, I couldn't move no more. But not an excuse, man. He took, he took me out, dude. Uh, you know, strategic strategy, whatever it is, I'm the one who accepted it. I have to take ownership of it. I'll take that L. But can we can we speak about that fight as dissected? Because self-development, I think that's awesome what I was able to like look at. So from a lens, when I was watching this fight, afterwards I was thinking about it. Pierre, somebody can say his name again. I'm Justin Poirier. Dustin. I'm gonna say Justin. Thank you. Justin. D- Dustin. Dustin with a D. Yeah. Dustin. Call him Diamond. That's his nickname. Dustin had a game plan. And even though his game plan looked like it was not working to the normal eyes, he was losing round one and a little bit of round two. He did not stray from the plan. He did not stray from the plan. Like, if you look at the highlights from round one, all they showed were the McGregor's. Well, yeah, I mean, I think... I think part of it is that you also aren't as familiar with MMA. So to you, it looked like he was losing. That's but what to I me, just said. To the yeah. normal eye. That's exactly yeah, what looked, I said. To the yeah. normal eye, it looked like he was losing. He was losing. Round one went to who? Bro, I mean, all the was, highlights went to McGregor, dog. I mean, McGregor had harder McGregor. hits, but yeah. He got the all the bigger hits, all the highlight hits. So it looked like he was losing, but then he stuck to the plan, even though he looked like he was losing. And that's a lot of people is they wouldn't have stuck to the plan. They would have got hit in the chin. And guess what? What does Mike Tyson say? He you said, have- you have a plan until you get hit. <laughs> I just thought that was pretty cool to see and you know, understand it a little bit better. Like, yeah, I'm especially, not a fighter. Yeah. Especially since he had lost to him in like what, five, six years ago. And then come mental. back. Like that could be yeah. mental. Oh, he's freaking give, giving me haymakers again. Right, he could have easily said, "Okay, I need to change up the plan," but he did it. He stayed focused, took his leg out, and then knocked his ass out. I, I thought that was cool. Right. So, since we're kind of on a sports theme for, the, for this episode, you know, like tributing to this to Kobe, talking about UFC, I kind of want to ask you guys, what's your top three favorite sports movies? Oh, that's an easy one, man. Sports movies. I got Space Jam. I have basketball in there. Friday Night Lights, baby. Uh, I'll do remember the Titans. Oh, that's inspiring right that's there. Mm-hmm. Um, Coach Carter. Coach Carter. Mm-hmm. That's a good one, too, for sure. That's a, I'll probably, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Why man can't jump, man? Uh, yeah, I, I didn't even think about that. That's a good one. I like that's that That's a one. good one. Um. Ow. Hmm. So you said space. You said Space Jam. Yeah, I'll get Space Jam. Uh, I'll remember the Titans. Remember the Titans. And And White Man Can't Jump. I'll stick with White Man Can't Jump. Basketball mostly. (laughs) And then, and Jonathan, you said I got the Coach Carter. Like yeah, so like Coach Carter fighting our lights and like Rocky, something very inspirational. Um, I'm gonna get exposed this podcast because I don't really watch sports like that. I I play the like I I play the stuff. So mm-hmm. I really don't yeah. dig into like watching or anything like that. So I'm excited to hear what y'all have to say today. I got a I got a movie that's 
so remember the Titans is definitely top three. One that I like a lot is called The Greatest Game Ever Played. It's actually a golf movie with Shia LaBeouf in it. If you haven't seen it, it's pretty good. I haven't seen good. it, but I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah it's definitely He's a caddy good. or something like that, right? No. Uh, well, no. he starts out as one, but then he plays yeah. in this big old tournament against the greats. And yeah, I don't yeah. want to ruin it. And then there's another one. I, what's it called? It's got Matt Damon in it. I can't think of it, though. It's a sports one? It's, yeah, it's oh. a golf movie. Oh. Is that Matt, um, Matt Damon? Will, uh, Legend well, of Bagger, me? Bagger Vance. Yeah, yeah. That's another I'm gonna throw a curveball. Sandlot. Oh, dude. On. Yeah, Sandlot. Okay. Uh, okay. If you like on that same type of like kids like funny movie, uh, The Mighty Ducks. <laughs> the Mighty yeah. Ducks. Sandlot. So yeah. the for big me when I was yeah, there's there's a lot of them. Like I I had a hard time trying to narrow it down to three, but I think. When I was really thinking about it, I was like, Space Jam was the first one that came up to mind. Coach Carter was actually the other, was another one. And the third one for me was Cool Runnings. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, bobsled oh. Team, the Jamaican bobsled team. Yeah. I even have a shirt of it. So. Yeah, that yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, man. I mean, like sports movies. I mean, it's, if you're a sports fan at all, like, like sports movies just hits it. Like it makes you want to go like play whatever sports that movie's about. It makes you want to go play it. You know, <laughs> right? Oh, hundred percent. All right. So I have another. I have another like monkey ranch for you guys. So we were talking about sports movies. Now this is like any type of movie. I want to know. And this kind of relates to our topic later. Just one movie that you can think of that either made you cry or made you like choke up watching it. Get a little vulnerable right now. Coco. <laughs> No lie, the movie Coco, like just the older woman mm. at the end, I see my grandmother. And mm. every every time I see it and when she's interacting with her 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 grandson, oh floodworks. The floodgates open up. That was a good any one. Movie. Any movie? Yeah, any movie. Oh, yeah. it's Lion King. All the way. It's Lion King. I won't watch it. I'll like I'll walk off and come back. Like, I'm guessing this like the um the death of Mufasa. The death, yeah, yeah, Mufasa. <laughs> For sure. What about you, Vic? Man, I'm going to say The a Pursuit of Happiness, man. Will Smith and the Sun, oh, Pursuit oh. of Happiness. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Like that, that scene when they're in the subway in the bathroom. Oh, that one's like, I was like, leave them alone. <laughs> <laughs> Let them take a nap. No, that one. And then the scene where at the end, he just, he's finally caught a break. He gets oh, that yeah. job and he just looks up to the heavens and you just, you can feel the weight that's gone. Man. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Yes. But I, I thought one of you were going to say a romance movie or something. <laughs> no, but mine's a little, you, you wouldn't really expect, but it's, it's, we already kind of mentioned this movie before, but Coach Carter. <laughs> I don't even know what about it was like when that scene when when the dudes was it I can't remember it was, it was his cousin or brother someone gets killed and he tries yeah, to yeah. come back to the team. Oh, that one's emotional right there. That yeah, I was like, man, like I don't even know why this is hitting me right now, but I was a little choked up. I'm not even gonna lie. Yeah, because you see, he's just a kid at the end. You know, wouldn't be all tough, but at the end, he's just a kid. You know, and then uh, he goes to one person he sees a, as a father figure, so you kind of relate a little bit. You know. Yeah, and there's a similar scene in that was it? I think it's is it maybe Glory Days, the one with Ben Affleck, more recent movie where he's a coach. Oh yeah, that one's actually yeah. really good. It's not a kid movie at all. It's but not, but yeah, it's really good. Actually, I had me and my son watch it. 
um, was a little older, but um, is that that actually got me? I actually, he's, he's kind of like the villain almost. Like he's not like like the Coach Carter. It's like this yeah. guy's like, like the opposite of Coach Carter. <laughs> yeah, but, exactly. But in the end, he does care, like you know, for for the kids ultimately. But 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 you understand after you see why he like is how he is. You're like, oh man, I'll I'll probably be the same thing. I don't know how I can handle that as well, you know. And so yeah, it's deep. Cool. Um, so as as we mentioned before, this episode is in tributing to to Kobe. Uh, we're all wearing the Mamba edition jerseys with the eight in the front, twenty four in the back. Um, I just want to know, like, um, like some either a memory or something like what Kobe meant to you, or like, like when you when you heard about his death, like what you were feeling and stuff like that. Man, I'll, I'll kick it off, man. I grew up in LA, so uh, Los Angeles, uh, South Central, huge Laker Nation there so growing up man kobe was like everything we were at kobe shack era won three chips um i say we like i won it but <laughs> i didn't <laughs> right but um it was uh i remember when he like when he had those air balls at utah i remember watching that game i remember watching that game so i was there when like we were losing and then watching him uh just turn into us like a beast and um and then that Mamba, right, that we know now. Um, so for me, growing up, and I think a lot of us in our generation, but especially in Los Angeles, like, we look up to, like, to him, right? Um, uh, like, his, his great determination, um, that not giving up. Um, and so um, in such a young age, like, so poised, right, and, and knowing what you want. So um, I used to go out there trying to do all the moves he did, you know, uh, you know, fade away between, you know, uh, between the, you know, legs, boom, boom, you know, uh, I even do that. I still do, I move a little bit like, you know, do the head fake, the, you know, footwork, all that stuff. I, you know, you, you do, you kind of model yourself a little bit. If you're in, if any, any type of ball player during the early 2000s, like Kobe is something you look up to, but man, when uh, everything hit, when, the news was going around that Sunday, like, um, my wife told me, he's like, I'm like, nah, I'm like that's TMZ. Like what? Like TMZ reported at first. Like, no, nah, that can't be true. You know, TMZ is just like, you know, it's not real news, but most of the time it was just stuff. But I was like, nah, but then I was like, let me check Twitter. I'm on Twitter all the time. <laughs> and then I started seeing it more and more. I was like, nah, like you still can't believe it. Um, but, um, and it's just like it's something that you don't believe happened because someone you see like like someone like idolized right you never thought plus he's so young like he was doing so much stuff um never thought that that would happen right especially like it did um but uh it hit me hard man I remember that next day on monday at camp uh or my you know training uh for camp gladiator we get there super early usually like 30 40 minutes before everyone else comes, uh, I set up, I just sat down on my speaker and then just thinking about it, like what would have been the last few moments. And like, that was rough, man. Like I, I cried, man. I cried right there in the middle of the parking lot, you know, where I set up. Um, so and every, every time I would think about it, you know, in those days, I just tear up, man. Cause it's something that, 
don't know. It's it, it, it was like it's not a family member. It's not like you know I ever spoke to the guy or anything like that. But it's got you. You kind of live through your heroes, right? It's like you mm-hmm. see yourself in those folks, right? Because they're they're bigger than life. You're like man, like you you strive or you want to be like they are, right? Um, and so. Um, so that's what it really kind of hit me hard as far as that. Um, uh, cause it's, again, it's like, it's a good, you know, I remember you, that out of all of us, Victor loves Kobe Bryant probably the most. Can we all agree to that? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So <laughs> I was, I, I knew Victor was going to get hit differently. And I remember him telling me about him, you know, having a couple of tears and, you know, he's making some very emotional posts and I felt for you, man. Cause it didn't hit me like that. It just, it hit me a little bit different. And uh, I think as a friend, hopefully I was there for you. Maybe a little texted. I don't quite remember. That's <laughs> no, not good. No, like it was like a, you know, and death, like for me, um, I internalize a lot of them. When someone dies, like I try to be the tough person. Like um, uh, most of the time I internalize it a little bit. Um, but um but yeah, man, it was it was something that I would even at, at you know I had two jobs at the time, so my other job I would sit there too, like in my desk and be like, "Damn, he died," you know, like it's crazy. <laughs> so, yeah. so you took it, you know, you were thinking about Kobe. I took it differently. I thought about, yo, this could be anyone. This could be me. And so once again, I center almost everything around me, right? I'm I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I'm, I'm a little selfish, right? Always because I I know where I want to go, like right, and so. I sat there and I'm like, yo, this is kind of where I want to be. My life could be taken tomorrow. And it made me more hungry, more motivated. And it's weird because his death did that. It motivated me. And to if I was a die, I would want the same thing to go for somebody else. I want that to motivate them. Like I wouldn't want to leave this world and just like let my name just die. Kobe did not do that. And so it's like, yo, if I don't work, what I, if I don't do what I need to do and sacrifice what I need to do, everything could be lost what I was trying to achieve. And so a lot of us, hopefully that spoke a little something about time. Everybody thinks they got time. Well, I'll wait to do this. I'll wait to do this. Tomorrow's not promised. And that's why like, that's, there's so much voice and there's so much passion and people think I'm yelling and I'm yah, yah, rah, rah. And that's just not the case. Um, so man, Kobe, thank you so much because I remember that day and it just drove fire in my heart that I can't stop. It hit me that way. What about y'all? Yeah, no, for me, I was I was kind of the same boat as, as Vic. Uh, I'm I'm an emotional guy most of the time. Um, a lot of it, I'm even keeled. But when I when it's something I'm really passionate, I care about, it it really hits me. And uh, I mean, I was a Kobe fan. I also hated Kobe because I had to see him against my Spurs majority of the Western Conference semis or conference finals. So he was always, you know, it was, a, it was a solid back and forth. It was, it was a beautiful game, but it was, um, it was an idol that I grew up with. Like, you know, there's these movie stars that you see here and there and they kind of hit you differently. But with Kobe, like I was watching the game of basketball and loving the game of basketball when he was in, like when he first came into the league and seeing both him as my idol and then Michael Jordan, my other idol, just battle it out. Um, it was nuts. But what really, really hurt me, and I try not to get teary-eyed because just thinking about it, 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 it's scary. But as a father and having to hold 
having to hold your little girl and just tell her it's going to be okay when it's really not like as a father, it scared me because at that moment, I mean, I kind of put myself in there too much and kind of immerse myself in it, I guess. And it, it, it actually to keep me up for like a couple of nights, just sitting there thinking about it. But as a father, your only goal is to protect and provide for your, your kids. And at, and at his last moments, like, what do you do? <laughs> so it just, I don't know. It really, it really bugged me. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely went through a lot mentally because of that. And I just kind of, uh, I guess it hit a nerve and, and it made stuff kind of go different ways for me. Yeah. So I'm somewhat similar to Victor and Ian and even a little bit with Jonathan on, I, I don't know. It hit me. I was shocked, like how hard it hit me. Cause as a kid, I hated Kobe. <laughs> I mean, I respect yeah. his game, but I hate him because I was a Kings fan. I was an Iverson fan. Like he was, he was my right. He was my rival. He was my nemesis. So like me and my cousin, my cousin is a diehard Lakers or diehard Kobe fan more so than Lakers. But so we would always have debates between Iverson and Kobe Lakers versus Kings. Like, um, and like when I was really sat down and just thought about it, like, it felt like, part of my childhood was taken away from me. Like it was like something was just missing from there. And like, it, I don't know, like I, I went numb for a couple of days. I'm not even going to lie. Like, and then I really started analyzing things kind of like Jonathan was saying, like just be taken up from this earth the next day. And what did you accomplish? And like, so like there were some things that I was focused on at that point and just when when he died like it made me think like do i really want to be doing this like is this something that i i really want to be focusing on or should i be focusing on something that i'm truly passionate about or something that i really want to accomplish and it kind of turned things around for me like i, I like I, it really changed my perspective on a lot of things so like deep down i think i it made me also realize that I don't think I ever really hated Kobe. I think I always secretly liked Kobe. I just kept it a secret for myself. You're like a kid, <laughs> because, right? Where you hate somebody so much, but yeah. you really like them. I mean, because I mean, I loved watching him play. Because I mean, he was he was something else. I I mean, there was a few players that yeah, like there. I mean, I liked like there was a few guys that played like him. Obviously, you had Jordan. You had like and Tracy McGrady are probably like, the two only other guys I can think of that played pretty similar to him. And I love watching them play but I hated him because he was, he was my nemesis. So, but when I really sat down and thought about it, I was like, I always did like him. Cause I think when he first joined the Lakers, I kind of liked them. Cause I, I liked Shaq when he was in Orlando and came over to LA. But then once they, once the rival started with the Kings is like, I cut ties with them. And then like, so like, but like when I look back, I was like, man, I, I, I really did like the guy. I mean, and he, and you could see how he changed like from his basketball life to his just dedicating his life to his family, like his kids yeah, and, sure. and his other endeavors that he was approaching. Yeah. And, and, and that's something like, I think everyone um, like you admire after the basketball stuff, you admire like what he stood for. Right. Um uh, things he like the accomplishments of because he, after post basketball like a lot of that's a lot of basketball players just kind of just phased into the night right you don't really hear but someone like him was like it was bigger than life type of person like 
he just kept going, um, pursuing passions, pursuing things. And, and, he, and he attacked it the same way he would a, a basketball, a bas- the basketball game, uh, with the same tenacity and mindset of, you know, I'm going to do, I'm going to do the work. I'm going to give it all. And, you know, um, and I'm going to succeed uh, at what I do. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so we'll get into that in a little bit because, um, yeah, that, that's going to go into our topic. You, yeah, you're jumping ahead a little bit. Leave um, I know you're passionate about it. I know that's your dude. So like, He's ready to get the yeah. mic, man. Come but, on. So for those, I mean, I don't expect anyone to know about this because no one else was there besides Sergio that Jonathan mentioned earlier. But we were playing basketball a couple months ago. We were actually playing 21 and then Vic started real hot. He was knocking down everything. He does. And he, does. And he was and and then he was he was feeling himself a little bit. And he like he took a shot and, and he missed. <laughs> and he was but he was like he was saying Mamba. And then he missed. And I was like, Mamba, more like mama. <laughs> and <laughs> what I meant and what I meant by that was like, because I know when he said mamba, he was thinking mamba mentality, but with, with the way he missed it, because he started going cold. So I was thinking more like mama, like mama mentality, like you're going to go cry to your mama because you can't make it. <laughs> uh, so I thought well, like, when I was thinking about about this episode, I was like, that can actually be a topic because the mama mentality is a way of life. And, like, and it is something that you can utilize in self-development. Um, so I just wanted to see, I guess, your guys' take on, on the mom, mamba mentality. I just want to, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, Jake. Go ahead, Jay. No, because I didn't know until we knew we were researching uh, Kobe Bryant. By the way, I love this entire week. It was a highlight every day to learn something new about Kobe. Um, I didn't know what the mama mentality really was. Like I said, like, I don't really, you know, watch basketball or really, like, go deep into somebody's history like that. I just love playing the game. And then so I was like, my, I just knew it meant like assassin, right? Like I was like hard work going to go out and kill somebody like, yo, no, anybody right. in my way, pop, 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 I'm going to get you. Yes. Yeah, so stop right there real quick. That's what I was. That's what I was actually wondering what people, if you, if you, any of you guys were going to say that, because I think that's what most people think of. It's like, oh, it's just about the moment mentality. Just like that, that is killer instinct. Like I'm going to rip your head off, man. Get yeah. out of my way. And so but there is so much more to that. Yeah. There's depth that I came to find out. And so yeah. I can't tell you how much fun this entire week is, but I'm gonna leave it up to you guys, man. So I was all just in the learning mode. Some of you guys already knew this. I did it. So I, I mean, so anybody listening who doesn't know basketball like that, I'm in your boat. Like, I just love playing the game. So y'all tell the definition. There's a definition to it, right? There's like five pillars. Yeah, so I, um, like I've, I've been knowing about it for, for a while, but I, I always saw it, um, more like from a basketball standpoint, like like kind of like everyone else, really, right? All oh, that that killer instinct, like in the game type of thing. Um, but like during like listening, just refreshing like my memory on like stuff that he did and his mindset. Um, really, just um, I started tying everything to like life, you know, and the way we approach life. Um, I know we talk about for as far as us, like we're in deep as far as personal development you know, reaching our goals, you know, being strategic, going through a process and improvement. And, and, improvement. Yeah. So, and then, so 
But the mama mentality is just, um, and I wrote it down, it's just, just being the best version of yourself, right? An infinite pursuit of, of, of your best self. You know, that's kind of like in short, um, what the mama, kind of mama mentality just, just means um, in, in general. But, um, uh, and then just listening to it, like I was listening this morning, I was working out, um, just listening to him speak. I was listening to an interview, the last interview that he did. Um, I think he was speaking to, um, insurance company. company yeah yeah um he's speaking to an insurance company and um the interview just asking him about you know how do you approach the game how do you do this and that how do you prepare when he tore the achilles and all that stuff you know overcoming really overcoming challenges um and so um and in that and he kind of started you know how do you you know how do you get to be that good right you, you shot air balls like you know, you could have just quit or you could have just that may define you. Um, so when talking about that, he just said, you know, I just became a student of the game. He's like, you know, I just, uh, I, uh, he analyzed. said, get over yourself. Like when he shot those air balls, get over yourself. You're not that important. You miss five air balls, get over yourself. It doesn't yeah. matter. You're, there's another game. Get over yourself. It's not, yeah. it's not about you. Keep saying that, right. Get over yourself. Meaning like, all right, you, 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 uh, I almost cussed right there, but <laughs> um, you messed up. All right. You messed up. It is what it is. All right. Now let's go. Let's go to the drawing board. Why did that happen? Like, wh- why did you shoot those air balls? Why did you, right? Um, so those things, like, why did you fail? Right. And it's not really failing um, when, you, when, you, when you're going that route, right? When you analyze like your plan or the process that you had or the formula that you have, right? Could be in the business, could be in life, fatherhood, family, whatever, all right? Uh, you drop the ball, okay, why did it drop the ball? All right, get into that, really analyze and, um, uh, you know, what happened in the process, what happened in the formula you were fo- following, why did it fail? Um, and really that's growth, man. Like, and he was like, what, 19, 18? Like, 18. To, ha- 18, yeah, to, 18. to have that mindset, that's crazy. Um, what is the mindset? That mindset of, you what know what? It? What was it? What was the black uh, black mamba? Yeah, black mamba. What is the that? Mamba mentality. The mamba. It's it improve. It says just be the best version of yourself in the pursuit of being your best self. Um, uh, so just really improving yourself every day, being the Did best. Did y'all get anything else? So um, I want yeah. Uh, go ahead, uh, Ian. I want you to. I want to hear from you real quick. Yeah. No. Just the a quote that kind of stuck with me. It's a kind of piggyback off of what Victor was saying of, of the, what the mindset was is uh, in Kobe's the mama mentality book. Uh, he says the mindset isn't about seeking a result. It's more about the process of getting to the result. It's about the journey and the approach. It's a way of life. I do think that it's important in all endeavors to have that mentality. Um, yeah, it's this, <laughs> the mentality is an addiction is, is kind of how I'm seeing it. Um, it was an addiction of no one's going to beat him, not even himself. Um, in his book, he actually, I mean, we say that, uh, yeah, no, it was a good chunk. I have it actually sitting in my house, but, um, like he even says he wasn't, he was, he was not going to sacrifice his ability to be the best in the game, but he was not going to sacrifice family time either. So we see all the great things he did for his daughter, God rest her soul and even his other daughters. Um, but even within the game, he made it a point 
that, okay, I'm not sacrificing either. So I'm sleeping less. I'm going to be more tired, but it's temporary because it's part of this process. It's part of this plan and this goal that I have to achieve what I want to achieve in my life. He actually had, glad an you brought that up. Oh, he had an interview real quick that he said he did sacrifice nine months out of the year. He was on the road. And then, you know, he had to some some people couldn't sacrifice like that. So he said his sacrifice. Yes, he couldn't be there for his family. But then he said he was setting it up, setting an example of this is what it takes to be great. So that's why he did say, like in an interview from his words. Yeah, I was gone nine months out of the year. And plus, on the offseason, I was in the Olympics. And so he talked about that discussion with his wife. Like, what was that like? And she and he said the exact same thing. She had the same mindset as him. But in I'm going to go 120 and being a stay at home mom. And we're both going to set the same exact example for our children, because to be this great at this level, this is what it takes. So the, he said that's the example he wanted to set for his girls. Yeah. I mean, what I mean by a, um no, but I get what you're saying. Even though like when if he he's came there home, in the moment, yeah, no, in the moment he was there, bump being his, tired. Yeah, his kids saw them. Like he was, he was hanging out with them. Like he would work out for three hours from four to six in the morning. He'd be home, showered, ready by the t- time his kids got up, take them to school. He'd go back to the gym and hit and work out for another two to three hours. So that's kind of what I meant about set. Because I get that he's gonna have road games and things like that, but um, he had a mindset. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, again, another quote is like a lot of people say they want to be great, but they're not willing to make the sacrifices necessary to achieve the greatness. Like it it goes on to say that they have other concerns, whether they're important or not, and they spread themselves out. That's totally fine. After all, greatness is not for everybody. And that kind of hit me like (laughs) I'm trying to be great, but I'm spreading myself thin and everything that I want to do, like leisure and and family and and work that. I mean, we're all born to be great. Like we're like we have great intentions within us. We just have to bring it out. And I feel like I'm not. So it kind of lit a fire under my ass to to get stuff yes. moving. So you guys said a lot of the points that that I was when I was researching <laughs> or when I was thinking of it. No, like, but like, there's the thing that's different with like the the Mamba mentality as opposed to other elite athletes. Like we're I mean we're using this as as athletes for this example, but like what's the difference between Kobe and any, any other star in the league? I mean, there were like most stars, I should say all the, the lead of the elite, they do the things that the others are not willing to do. Like you said, he, he would go in at four in the morning and work out for a couple hours before practice even started there. I mean, you got people like LeBron that does that. You got Payne Manning used to do that. Tom Brady does that. Like uh, Demetrius Johnson, when we're talking about UFC, like he was one of those guys. Yeah. So like those are the lead of the elite and they don't just get there from just being extra talented. They put in the work, they're laser focused and, and they, like you said, they're like when they're, when they're there, they're there, whether it's with their family, whether it's with, with their team, wherever they're, they are, they're focused on what they're doing and there's nothing that's going to get in their way. Kobe actually said it was easier to be he had a, I don't know if you guys remember this part from reading the book or the interviews I watched, but he said he had a hit list at age 13 of like the top 50 players wherever, right? And he's like, oh, I'm going to be sure I go to every one of these tournaments and I'm going to outdo them. I'm going to, you know, mark them off. And then uh, the guy asked him in the interview, he's like, well, okay, did you have the same hit list in uh, the NBA? He's like, yeah, but it was easier. 
And he said, why? Because most NBA players do it for financial reasons. They made it. They got the millions. They got the, the hard work is no longer necessary. This is what it is. And then he said for the guys that were, um, you know, all-stars, they took it to another level. They were in, they were out early, but then there was those elites. And he said he would go to Goat Mountain, which were all the greats, right? And he spoke and he, he was in the discovery mode of curiosity of their brains of Michael Johnson, Larry Bird, just every great. And he would ask detailed questions and he took everything he learned. It was like, okay, if the all-stars are going to work hard, I'm just going to work harder. I'm going to do the things that Chris just said. I'm going to sacrifice everything to make it to this point. And that's what we related to. Well, I got to tell my, you know, I got to make sure I'm on the same page with my wife and everything. Like, this is the example I want to set. Now, it's not for everyone because that's extreme sacrifice and legacy that you're doing. And so I, that was super inspiring. It's and the mama meant, oh, go ahead. You can finish. No, man, it was just the detail. Yeah. And the mama mentality kind of like alludes to what we were talking about last week about just hard work, work not being enough. Like there's there's more than just hard work. Like it gets you to a certain point. But all these players that make it to the NBA, make it to NFL, make it to any professional sport, they work hard. I mean, they work hard to get there. No one just it's not doesn't just come easy to people. But the elite of the elite do the things that others don't. Now. I might have a little bone to pick just a tad bit uh, because uh, to the normal naked eye, you would think Kobe Bryant's all about hard work, you know, in early outlast, I'm going to outwork you, right? What is that hard work? But this guy, there was way more detail after studying him detail, not only detail. So we know to pursue the greatness, you got to have hard work. That is a, a principle, right? Most people, just, has to be there. Yep. most people just rely on this, right? You're not going to go where that's going to get your foot in the door, right? But then strategy is going to get you all the way in. And then exposure is going to take you to that next level, right? So uh, Jamal King has this uh, quote. He says, uh, your level of exposure would dictate your level of success. And I kind of agree with that because guess who Kobe Bryant's father was? He was in the NBA already. He had the blueprint to give to his son all he had his son to do is be a, a killer <laughs> which he was but the way his father approached this mindset was i'm gonna love you no matter what whether you score a zero or 60 and that unleashed that oh I, it's okay to fail that was powerful for me because i got kids and um i'm so sorry for my firstborn right because i didn't have this growth mindset i just knew what i knew and i would coach with aggressiveness because that's just who i am and it hurt him so much. It hurt him so much because I had so much pressure on him. And, you know, as he grew, I started to develop because I knew we, our relationship was, uh, was broken when it came to sports. And I'm, I'm so sorry it hurt him. But we grew together. And now I, I totally understand that as a father, you just got to be there, support, whether win or lose, no matter what. There's no in-the-car coaching. Like, th- that does not matter. Your kid just needs to know. I love you. And to look back when I played sports, it's so funny because my dad, he didn't coach one bit. He didn't, I could score. I was a shooter. I could miss a ton of shots. I was, I thought I was Kobe. I would shoot, 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 shoot. I would have, I'd be so hard on myself. And my dad not once 
said he was mad, upset, yelled, aggressive in any way. I just remember my dad always saying, it's okay, mijo. You're going to get it next time. I, I used to hate when he told me that because I was so upset. And I'm like, that's not what I need. Like, ah. But I think that's what made me me because if I had a dad that crushed me, it probably would have crushed me. You know, it would have you would have handicapped me, right? Because I would have been a scared failure. My dad never put that on me. And so, hey, dad, if you're listening, I love you so much, man. Thank you so much for like just being <laughs> a freaking amazing father and just loving me no matter what. And uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to take that as my early years of, you know, with my firstborn. But we're, our relationship's good now. And I'm supporting everything that little dude does and just make sure I just love on him. And what's Ian, not, what's Ian helps nice? out a lot, too. That's, that's my coach, right? That's my dad coach. And I need some freaking advice. I'm like, Ian, here's what I got, my man. Help me out. Help you know, me. No. What's, what's nuts, though, is that. And we were kind of going into, I guess, personal topic, which is cool. But like my dad was the complete opposite of your dad. Like my dad was the coach on the sidelines. My dad was the, you know, let's talk, break it down at the end of it. And, you know, there were some times where he would drill me and grill me if and when um, I had a poor game because not because I wasn't. It was never because I wasn't better than somebody like from a, a talent perspective is if I, I got outworked by somebody like that was not acceptable. That was and, my excuse too, though. That's why I would yell at my son. I'm like, you're so better than I, this. See, I mean, see, I wouldn't see me. this as, as an excuse. Cause again, that's what you knew. And that's what he knew yeah. now where it's different is, is as annoyed as I was as, as a, a young, young male at the time, the 13 until 18 years old, I didn't want to hear it but he was my tape. Like I didn't record nothing, but if I did something wrong, it was, you know, you did this awesome. But then after this, 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 and this, and I didn't want to, I didn't want to hear it. Cause you know, we're growing up. We think, well, we're the alpha cause our bodies change and voices. We're deeper. kids, man. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't hear he, shit. He, he was my tape. Like Kobe did it himself, but he was my tape. Like he broke it down for me and, yeah. and it helped me. And the fact that he was so hard, and pushed me so hard to play sports and he never made me play anything but if i played something it was expected to give 110 percent effort at least so and that helped me out in a sense because i played high school football and i don't know if some people have kids that are playing high school football now if you ever played but some coaches there's some mean mother effers and they say certain things so for me not I even like, high school brother middle I mean, school middle school yeah i give you i give you middle school too but what i'm getting at is i feel like if he wouldn't like that with me at a young age i would have crumbled like for you if you if you like complete opposite i think i would have crumbled under somebody else that's not my father and i would have just stopped playing yeah everyone handles things differently for yeah. sure um one thing that i wanted to so we've kind of been talking about the mom mentality when it comes to sports, but I'm, I'm curious, like what's one thing you can think of that you kind of apply the mom mentality outside of sports? Everything. Like for me, it's, it's, uh, I want like an example though. Like I'm I want to, I'm just trying to think of like, like your guys's mindset on other things outside of the sports. Like, I mean, I know you, Mine's I know you, I know you, I know you, you go hard, but I mean, but it's, it's hard. Like I can't pick one thing because everything I do is to the highest ability. And that's what makes me, that's also my downfall. That was Kobe. That was Michael Jordan's like they ruined relationships because of that mindset. And so I can't answer that. Like you, 
I can, I can, give you one I can think of one for you. Like just the whole, the way you think the, with your house, you can, like, if you want to tell them about your house, like, which, like why you sold your house and all that. Like I, I would, I would say that's the mom. I mean, that's doing so the, stuff that no, uh, that's doing something that no, no one else would probably do. <laughs> it's that's not, so that's, that's a piece of the mama mentality. See, I have, so if you look at the five pillars of mama mentality, um, is somebody quoted the book or some of the five pillars of Mamba. I didn't know what they were until now. It's passion, obsessiveness, relentlessness, resilience, and fearlessness. Um, I didn't read those things. Those, I don't know. They were, we talked about this one time. I don't know where I got these, but those like are instilled in my bones. I have no idea where they came from. No idea. We talked maybe a little bit exposure, a little like, you know, maybe exposure, but Chris, like everything I'd done, yes, selling my house for the bigger picture. Do it. So here, here's a little recap what Jonathan's done, not to brag, but just to give an understanding who the hell I am and why I speak. With That's so what I want. Passion. That's what I want. I want people to see us. So like, yeah. So eight to five knew I was destined for something. Eight to five, I'm going to climb to the highest ladder got to eight to five, did the mechanic thing, got to where I needed to be and was like, I, I don't like this, I'm stuck. I don't, I don't wanna do this. I, wanna, I want to take care of my life. Like I wanna own my life. I'm tired of having to ask if I need time to spend with my kids. I'm tired that my kids have awards, they're growing up, I'm missing it. So family was huge. My dad was always there for me. I need to be there. And so I knew fitness, I was, I was an expert at fitness. I knew that was my gift. I'm going to roll with that gift. I'm going to quit my job. I gave myself a timeline at age 26 on my birthday. I don't care. I'm quitting. Everyone thought I was nuts. And every decision I make, everybody thinks I'm nuts. I know I'm nuts. But I told myself, 26, I don't care. I'm going to jump and go into fitness. And so I spoke into existence. I told everyone at work. I was like, yo, I'm, I'm bouncing. Like, here it is. I quit my job. I found Count Gladiator. I took my 401k out and I'm like, hey man, I got maybe a year to make this happen. Desi, even my wife was like, you're, I don't know, dude, like do not do this. I'm like, I bet on myself, like, let's go. I'm gonna make it happen. I'm gonna swim, baby girl. She's like, I believe in you, boom, bet. She gave me that word, quit, got it right. Like it was, I didn't know what I was gonna do. Camp Gladiator just landed in my lap. There's a chance to be an entrepreneur with Camp Gladiator. They told me, literally, they told me how much the money, they told me everything about Camp Gladiator. I was like, bet, I can do it, I can do it better. Boom, jumped to Camp Gladiator, um, literally ran out of money, started doing more entrepreneurial stuff. And then once again, I was in a boat where like, yo, I had this fancy house to me. I had nice cars, I had these nice things. And I was like, this entrepreneurship, my money, I was breaking, I was falling apart. I didn't know what to do. And... I was already, since I was in entrepreneurship, I was all about self-growth and Gary Vee. And I was listening to, to motivational speakers and they tell you the same thing over and over again for a reason, because there's going to be that one time where it's just going to sit deep. And I remember sitting there, Gary Vee said, you just need to eat shit. You need to take, you just need to get rid of everything you have and just eat shit so you can move forward. And I remember reading a book about real estate and the potentials. Like, all you got to do is tell me the opportunity and I just bet on myself. So I wanted to, I wanted to make a big change in my life. So I told Madezi, he's like, listen, we're, we're drowning financially. Like, I don't know what to do. Things need to happen. We need to make a big shift. I was like, I want to sell my house 
and I want to buy, I want to sell the house. I want to live in a tiny apartment. I want to live under my means for, I don't know how long. And I want to go into investments. I want to invest in a building. I want to, you know, I want to make another big jump. And to tell your wife after 10 years of living the blue collar life where it's paycheck to paycheck, it looked nice on the outside, but it was dark in the inside. There was some, you know, it's bad when you got to check your bank account, if you got gas money, like if you're in that spot, like something needs to change dog. Something needs to change when you don't know, babe, how much groceries do we have for the week? 50. Oh, I got kids. Like, bro, I got kids. Something needs to change. And I sat there and I said, Hey, Desi's always, I'm a, I, I take big leaps. Desi. I told Desi, I was like, Hey, this is my game plan. Like let's sell this house and let's take that money and let's invest it. And let's live under our means and let's get rid of the cars and let's get rid of everything that we have and let's start over and think big picture. So I sold my house, lived in a tiny apartment. You can ask all my friends, it's two bedroom with like five people in it, drove a minivan, like, dude, I got rid of everything so that I can put my family in a position to build a legacy of what dad has done. Like there has to be so much steps back to move forward. And with every decision I made, people thought I was stupid. People thought I was dumb. And once again, people are in my ear saying, you're making the wrong decision because to them, having the nice things and the outside is the American dream. Like everybody thought I was the American dream, but I want, I want more for my family. I want to be able to put them in a position where money doesn't dictate every move I make. That is literally the ultimate goal. If money, we are all driven by what money gives us. Money tells you what you eat tomorrow. Money tells you how much gas you put in your car. Money tells you what vacations you can go on. Money tells you what schools your kids have to go to. I want my kids to live in a life where the money's not dictated, but they get to live out their passions and impact. And so I have to sacrifice everything. My wife has to sacrifice everything. My kids literally seen us from five bedroom house to two bedroom to now living with my mother-in-law for a bigger, bigger, bigger game that's being played. And that's not just a house being sold, Chris. There's been more sacrifices along the way. And you could say it's Mamba mentality. I just say, I just bet, I just believe in myself, bro. I, no, I mean, and that's good. I know. And that's what I wanted you to get to. Like, I, I know it's more than just a house. Um, and Kobe just gave it a name, but I mean, there's been people doing it for a long time. I mean, there's not a lot of people that, that do it, that have that mentality, but it's been around for a long time. Kobe just put a name on it. I wish Vic, what about out what that is like? Vic, what about you? Yeah, and no, I'm very similar, man, to um, uh, what Jonathan said. Um, it, it Jonathan said a lot of things that, um, uh, I think all of us can relate to that feeling of I'm doing all this work or perceived work. I'm living what I'm doing. I'm supposed I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, but I'm not getting anywhere. Right. Or I'm not happy. Um, and so, um, uh, so as far as like what mama mentality or, or things that I've done, like I said, um, I never really dug deep to the moment mentality. It's been like superficial. Like I said, I only like kind of applied it to like basketball and stuff like that. Cause that's a connection, mm-hmm. right? Basketball player. But, um, but reading like today and listening today, um, I was telling y'all earlier, like you put that connection into, into life. It's just, just changing your mindset to, to me was really click. Like, um, um, 
not even like I joined Camp Gladiator. I was doing the other the other, the other job. I, I didn't I didn't jump in like like Jonathan does. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna like hold up, hold up. How high is this? Or right, I think I can do this. Let's go. Like I'll still have the 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 courage to do it, but I need to think about it first. How am I gonna land? Like I, I think about it that way. Uh, Jonathan's like, I'll figure it out on the way down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna figure it out. Same thing with real estate. I don't know of what we're doing. We're gonna figure it out. Yeah, I was gonna bring that up for uh, like, as one Some of things. You got to. You're like, you know what? It's better to jump in and just like one step away, you learn. But for me, um, is it, is just the process. Just to me, that really hit me is like put yourself in a process. I've been listening to reading books, podcasts, and everything is just like ringing to me like fall in love and deep into the process. Like, what's your formula? Because I love that. everyone just spins their wheels. Everyone thinks, know what they're doing or they're doing, you know, what their parents did and what, you know, like doing what the American dream, you know, tells you to do. Um, but like, we're not, we're not going anywhere, right? Like say, you got to take your bank account. And I, and I've been there um, and uh, I'm still there now. And I'm like, oh, how much money I got so far? Like how much money I got right now? Oh, I, I got to stretch. Like I've gone and stretched $20 two weeks. Like I made $20 stretch in two weeks. Like if you haven't lived that, um, uh, you know, I'm glad you didn't, but it's that it makes you think a lot of things. All right. Makes you like, man, something's got to change or it right? can break you, break you. Right. Which but, one's it going to do? Yeah. I think all of us. Yeah. And yeah. Are you going to be mama? Are you going to be mom? Or are you going to, or are you going to cry for mama? Oh, <laughs> Man, that's that's way to tie together because some people are gonna go cry to mama. Save me. Nobody's here to save you, bro. Yeah. Is like I I I don't I'm similar to Jonathan more. I'm like more reserved, but like I I don't back down either. Like I'm like, oh I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. I believe in myself as well. Um uh and I I I, in my mind that's something for my parents too. Mom mom my mom's always telling me you can do anything you want, like anything you put your mind to, you'll do it. That's something she's he's always told me. Um, so, um, but so that's you know a little bit from upbringing. But other than that, it's more just a belief in yourself and just wanting right something better, right, and improving your situation. That's good. Uh, how about you, Ian? Uh, I'm still trying to, I guess, figure the mama mentality out in my life. All right, I always thought it was just something you applied to. Basketball. A sport that, you know, basketball, baseball, football, and someone that was great at it when in reality, um, it didn't have to be. Uh, there's there's just so many avenues in life that you can be great at. Um, I'm at the point now where I, I spent a good chunk of my 20s following the blueprint of my parents, and it's got me to where I'm at, to where I'm comfortable, um, and I appreciate that from them. Um, I've been blessed to, to be where I'm at, but... Uh, in order for me to do more, I have to become great uh, at every every uh, facet of my life. As a father, as a as a, as a husband, as a child of God, um, as a friend to to you guys and to you know friends that I have outside of this. But um, you're yeah, doing I everything can't, now, Ian. You're doing yeah, everything right, right I, I now. Really, like- I can't answer the question of what it applies to in my life. There's little there's little shines of it in certain things in my life, but I don't think I've actually applied. Uh, the mamba mentality to, to to every piece of my life just yet and it's and it's hard to apply it to your whole life i mean not everyone like there's a reason why there's a few people that actually do it all 
um, for me, when I was thinking, like when I was thinking about how it applies to me, and I just thought about when I moved out here to Austin, like when I came out here from California, I had a couple goals for myself was to buy a house within a year. And I wanted to make sure, like, I, I knew I was going to marry, marry my wife. Like we had been together forever. Like we moved, I moved out here because of her. I knew I was going to marry her one day. But my goal was to make sure that she had the wedding that she wanted and we had the honeymoon beautiful. that I wanted. That was beautiful. <laughs> because I'm a traveler, so I wanted to I wanted to make sure that we had a badass uh honeymoon. So when we first moved out here, I wasn't even working the first seven months because I was trying to get this certified through Texas. Later, I found out I didn't even need to be certified to do the job that I'm doing. But so that was frustrating because I was given misinformation. But wait, you besides, signed up for a point, fitness membership without a job? Yep, yep. I mean, I was going off my savings, man. I was, and like, I did a lot. I did a lot of things that probably people wouldn't do. Like, I knew if I wanted to get the house, I'm going to have to obviously first I need to be working, but I also needed to have the credit. Um, so. I had done a lot of research. I figured out ways to build up my credit and and like I didn't have a lot of loans. I didn't have a car payment. I didn't I mean it was basically we paid a rent, we paid like like bills and that was it. Uh I mean my wife was paying the rent while we were doing that. I was I was paying like the other bills, but she was paying the rent like so I, I mean I love her for that. Like I mean she she took it like a champ. She didn't complain about it. She just did it while I wasn't working. But one of the things that I did, which out of the norm was not only did I get one credit card extra, like I got two credit cards at the same time. I applied for two credit cards at the same time. The reason why I applied for those, well, for one, I want to build my credit, like I mentioned before. But two, they both had 50,000 uh, point, like uh, frequent flyer miles. Like if you, if you spend a certain amount within, a, yeah. within like a three or four month period. And I was like, those miles are going to go towards the honeymoon. Honeymoon, yeah. Like, and I wasn't even, I hadn't even applied for, uh, I hadn't even proposed to her yet. He was setting it like, up. I was setting it up. I'm glad like, you said yes, brother. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, scary. if she didn't, then I would have used those points on myself. <laughs> no, but like, so I'm like, most people pay. Think with things like for they pay with cash for everything or they pay with a debit card. I put everything on my credit cards and I just made sure I paid it off. And, and I've just, I was just building up, building up, building up all these miles. So by the time we did get married and we were going to go on the honeymoon, we got to fly first class to Europe. Like, I mean, we didn't fly back first class, but we flew there first class at least. And we got to like have the pods actually get to sleep on it. Like it was nice. I'm be like Christian, bro. I want I want to point that out real quick. <laughs> Talking about Mamba, right? I'll tie it real clean for you. You were focused. Exactly. I had that laser focus. There was laser focus. You were setting everything up. You were so focused. That was fire. That was good. Focus, yeah, man, and everything. I'll give you another yeah. one. This fool gave me four thousand dollars or almost five. A friend that he what how long do we know each other? Probably like year or two maybe a year or two this dude gave me upfront money to buy my wife's um proposal ring y'all met on craigslist right yeah. what's up <laughs> y'all met on craigslist right 
<laughs> I met this dude with Camp Gladiator. He obviously didn't have a job and he, he cared about his fitness enough to get a membership. Most people have jobs and they won't even pay for a membership out their oh, fitness. Tell me about it. So that shows a little <laughs> bit of that mama too. Like, hey, you, you there's so much focus. All right, there's so much energy. You got to take care of yourself. Um, what's the next mama piece? Come on, there's another one. Uh, I don't. Who 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 told bro? You're about to spend a lot of money out of your 401k. To do uh, what? about the real estate yeah yeah like now you are yeah, taking I mean, yeah, the leap brother. yeah we're taking the leap like it's more like victor i'm i'm not completely jumping in but you don't i need mean to. you're doing yeah it. like i'm doing it though and that was something that yeah. i wasn't like i had thought about doing for a long time and there was always something that prevented me from doing it but now like that was another thing that made me think with when kobe died i was like i just need to i just need to do it um but yeah, so before we close things out, I want to see what what you guys' mama mentality, like something that happened that it was like, you just, you gave mm. up when it was too hard. Because like when, when I think mama mentality is like when you're crying home to mama, it's like when things got tough, you just, you just quit. So I wanted, I want to know like if, like mm. if you ever had a moment where something like that happened to you, whether it's when you're a kid or as an adult, whatever. I got one. Okay uh skateboarding <laughs> there was a point and when i was a kid everyone was doing skateboard tony hawk was like the, like really high and everyone was skating you know skaters out there and i was like i'm gonna try this thing about the shoes and everything got the shoes got the skateboard my parents bought it sucked man couldn't get off the ground couldn't do nothing and i <laughs> fell so many times i'm like man this ain't for me i'm, I'm gonna stick to the regular sports <laughs> <laughs> what about you ian um man a mama mentality um i didn't really run to my mama but i ran to my spouse so when i um steph and i first started dating we were literally a week uh, out from moving into our first apartment together and i lost my job and i sat in my car and i cried for about an hour not knowing what the heck to do. I, I felt like I had failed her and my stepdaughter. I felt like I, I failed myself. I was embarrassed. Um, so yeah, I just, I kind of sunk in for a week. I was in my feelings. Uh, and then I guess Mamba mentality, oh, I switched from mama to Mamba. Uh, I picked up two, two jobs or uh, three at one point. Uh, until I got blessed with the job at my, my current company now, and you've just been going up from there. So, Can you tell us what that company good. is yet? I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, Jonathan? Pretty, yeah, mom was pretty recent. I just, I didn't cry to mama. Um, I internalize things a lot, and I, I've worked through them inside. I don't ever want to put that, that weight on anyone, but sometimes, right? So I did to my spouse. It was with COVID hit. I don't know why, but man, I just, I literally just threw in the towel for a couple of weeks about my business and my business. Not, I wouldn't even say maybe a month. Um, I kind of stopped caring for like flat out, just stopped caring for a whole month, man. And I just felt like crap. And once you stop, listen, once you break a habit, it leaks and it leaks and you get further and further and further. So one week led to another week to let, and then 
it's like quicksand. The longer you yeah. wait to get it fixed, the harder it is to get out. And so I don't even know why I, I went, what's an analogy where you can put where it's like, I just went YOLO, bro. Like, like everything shut down. I was like, YOLO. <laughs> like I just, I quit carrying on everything. Like every momentum that I had, I just took it as a big excuse to not work. And I felt like crap. And I talked to Desi and I couldn't figure out what it was because for the longest, I was a shark. <laughs> I was like, let's <laughs> eat, let's eat, let's eat. And then, man, as soon as the shutdown happened in Austin, I went into YOLO mode. I felt like I had one big, fat, cheap month. It was weird, bro. I just felt like crap, man. No, that's, I, I can, yeah, I, I can relate with that. Um, not so much with COVID, but just like actually the Kobe death kind of put me in that, in that mode for a little while. But um, when I'm thinking, when I was thinking about it, like I was thinking about, there was actually a, a time when I was, I want to say I was second or third grade. I was given the task to read a, like read this thing, like for this Christmas, like, I don't know, like, uh, I don't know, recital type thing. Like, I don't know what it was. And I totally messed it up when i was on the stage in front of like i felt i don't know if it was the whole school or if it was or not i know parents were there and stuff and i literally <laughs> i went and like ran off crying. uh but <laughs> i ran off crying yeah that was like the only time i can really remember like actually like going off to the yourself crowd. did you I would laugh. I'd be like i would have laughed They're like ha 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 <laughs> <laughs> i just laughed it yeah like yeah, yeah i was like no i didn't like i I would have thought that I would have just pushed through, but no, like I was so embarrassed. Like, so I, so I, like I ran off, um, but he was wet. <laughs> oh no, I wasn't peeing myself. <laughs> no. Uh, but as an adult, I would say it's when I started to do Herbalife, like I got into it, I was super excited and I just realized like, is that something I actually like, I was like, it's hard to get people to join you. <laughs> not a lot of people want to one like or even get customers because that stuff's not cheap. Uh I, so like I and I and I'm like, not a natural like salesperson. Like I'm not naturally good at talking to like like just BS people. <laughs> so like <laughs> so like it took me a while. <laughs> yeah, they they were real sure or like or they're like, who are you? Like, I'm like at the gym trying to talk to some random people about herbalife. Like, supplements do yeah, take. No, I'm good. You, okay, you would have got jumped one. at my gym. Coming <laughs> with that herbalife. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I found out real quick. I was like, I, I, I started, I kept using it for a while. On my, with like, just, but I was just buying for myself and just get the discount. And, and like, I was like, screw this. Like, it's not for me. Was that the so one I just, the patch, I give or was that something else? That's a supplement company. Uh, yeah it's okay, just uh, okay. supplements yeah yeah can you do it too Vic? i did man i did, did all the backpack companies <laughs> uh, awesome. uh, i did uh avon i'm just kidding <laughs> mary Kay. mary Kay. yeah uh, Vic had tupperware parties oh uh, no for <laughs> real um no but i would say right out quick story it's funny man like i went for, i was looking for like um like a side job um and it's not i did black but that's this is a different story um i went out i think it was craigslist or something like that and just in like and it was interviewing for like a sales job like oh i'm in sales i do it so i went uh it was like in uh it was in austin like by 183 and then i'm like all right i'm gonna go and then it was these buildings and it was like an old building like, this is weird but oh i see other people there interviewing okay it was legit i guess 
Um, and they also need to, to sell those knives. Isn't those knives? Um, Cutco? Yes. I did yeah. that too right out of high school. <laughs> oh, man. And I was like, like, wait a minute. Like, this is not what I, what I, I think I was interviewing for. I, was like, <laughs> oh, I did it for a um, summer and then I realized that like those things are expensive. Like it's, it's hard to sell. Like I just did it as a summer job, like right after, right out of high school until I started college. So, but yeah. So I ran into that. I guess that was mama or I don't know, but I, I, I went, I like, I'm bounced. Like, I'm sorry, man. I'm out. <laughs> All right. Ian, why don't you, end this thing let's wrap it up boys um vic what you got for the week man uh what's today sunday tomorrow's minus uh last uh camp cycle week of uh the business so try to get some new wrap up some new clients hopefully and um uh just uh keep working on my uh kind of planning for the next couple months uh so that's what i'm doing i kind of brainstorm get me ready for the next couple months um so that's it nice shanathan what you got for the week dude me um my focus is still mastering my plan um i went hard in the paint like i always do and i've noticed that uh you know come midweek i'm gassed and there i'm gassed and i feel guilty about it and i don't want to do nothing then i go hard and i said something's got to give so i reached out for some help with uh with a high leader in a camp gladiator and um we looked at my schedule. She's like, bro, you're running yourself thin, man. You're doing a lot of work and little rest. I go to bed at 11, wake up at three. And so something we tweaked was, hey, you need at least a minimum of five hours. I don't care what you do. You need to make a minimum of five hours. And so I did this past week, but past like four days. Me and too. boy, mm, I'm like, whoo. So I'm excited. You still to like, got crossed up on the courts, bro. Hey, I'm excited <laughs> to see what this week brings and I how I more that. efficient I can be. <laughs> so I'm I'm just like fine tuning my schedule, and I'm working with. Hey, rest is a little bit necessary. Um, I've been doing the three four hours of sleep for four or five years now, four years, and it's it's not the way to go. I almost burnt out, bro. And so it's time to me. Hey, next level strategic. Yeah, that's Reach crazy. Out. Yeah. Get a little more strategic, operate better, feel better. And so I'm ready to see what week two feels like. Nice, yeah. nice. Chris, before we get to you, man, quick little plug. Uh, Victor, Jonathan, again, are Camp Gladiator trainers. I've trained with both of these dudes. They're awesome. They're amazing. So if you need help with your fitness goals and you have that path you want to follow, hit us up on our IG, DM, any way possible, any social, and we'll make sure we get them in contact. Now with we can hook sure. it up for a free month of fitness live. There you go. Virtual outdoor i just i just need your commitment that's it free can't be hit us up hit us up but mr zora great topic thanks for leading it man what you got for the week dude um well i finished my my book my book of the month so i'm gonna start i'm gonna start my second book i get a little head start on that um i have a couple appointments jonathan i have a couple appointments set up for um for a our real estate business. So take care of that boy on the train. It's about to move. And then, uh, yeah, there's that. And then, uh, just need to get my oil changed too. Like just do some little things like that too. Me me too, man. I've been like holding off for a while. (laughs) I know. Like I, I I set it in the schedule though for tomorrow. Like after, after I'm with Jonathan, I'm going to go take care of that. 
and nice. yeah and then just working nights this week so it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun week cool. <laughs> good stuff man get the honeydews done or else what you doing Ian? you look whack what uh me uh i'm finally implementing i was supposed to implement my 12 week year last week that didn't happen <laughs> uh so it's gonna you know starting on on monday um and the only way I can really do it is give myself more time by giving myself more time. I wake up earlier. So I normally wake up like six, do it, six, do it. Uh, the alarm set for five 30. Um, Steph hates it when it rings. So I'm sure I'll catch a bow or something to wake me up at five 30. Um, so should be my, my backup alarm clock. Hey, um, quick tip, man, put that phone across the room. Away. And because you don't, because you, you know, you don't want that alarm to piss off your wife. Your natural yeah. instincts to get up real fast and turn it off where your wife's gonna get mad at you. So you got two options there. Boy, and she pregnant too. I swear, pregnant women have like extra strength because <laughs> uh, I'll get knocked in the next week. But other than try, that, try getting, that out, bro. Getting on a, a workout plan um, and finishing my book, uh, and then a couple cool. things around the house. That's just about it. Hey, the month's coming to end. Y'all need to get those books done. We got to move on to the next baby. Come on. Yeah. Can I say one more thing before we close out? Is- I cannot believe I'm wearing a Lakers jersey right oh, now. Oh, bro, real quick. Hey, shout out to uh, shout out to Chris here. <laughs> yeah, we got his Laker jerseys, my man. I'm tonight. Yeah, like Victor, like Victor I said, I'm a pride. Lakers fan. Yeah, so For like real, I got a little bullshit. I, my friends. I got bullshit. I was like, dog, Desi was hating on me, bro. I was trying to go out, go out shopping like this. So like. You look like a gym douchebag. And I was like, <laughs> I am. <laughs> I know. I was like, <laughs> I am. But yeah, oh, like if you would ask any of my friends, they would never catch me. Yeah, you wouldn't catch Lakers me. Jersey, so, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, well, but I'm, I'm growing as a person too. Like, I don't, like I said, I, I found out that I secretly did like Kobe. So, so it's all good. But I'm still nice. not a Lakers fan. Just a LeBron oh, fan right now. I should be about <laughs> to win the second chip. <laughs> Y'all look strong. That's for sure. But already, fam, well, to close it out, do us a favor and leave a comment in whichever platform you're using to to join, enjoy our content and list your three favorite sport movies so that we can kind of see if there's others out there that we just don't know about. Um for me, the, the biggest topic and what Kobe has taught me is the impact that he made in the world, not only in sports, but outside it as a father, as a man um, in society. And one quote that I just want to share um, is the most important thing is to try and inspire people so they can be great in whatever they do. Uh, you don't have to be Kobe, but you can be great in any aspect of your life. Uh, be great for yourself. Uh, share the greatness and help others be great. Um, as always, we appreciate you joining us today. And until next time, peace and love.